We're back for another edition of the Incomparable Game Show's Game Night. We're going to play Balderdash. No, Jason, you're supposed to say it the uh, the prospectory way. Balderdash! There we go. Now it's a game. Let me introduce our contestants first. David Lore is one of our contestants. Hello. Hello there. Monty Ashley. Hello. Howdy! Howdy, Prospector! <laughs> Balderdash! <laughs> Dan Morin is also playing the Balderdash. Dan? I was told there would be fiddlesticks. And Erica Ensign. Do I have to talk in that voice? No. <laughs> yes! Yay! But, but you know who does? It's your house for Balderdash, Mr. Mr. Steve Lutz! <laughs> That's right, Jason. This here's Balderdash, the wildest game in the wilderness. <laughs> Which, incidentally, for the first time ever, I looked at the bottom of the box today after playing this game for nigh on 30 years and discovered that this game comes from Canada. <gasps> You're so welcome. I'm you out. feel right at home. It, it actually <laughs> no. comes from Wales, but it was picked up by Canada Games. Oh, that's just like Canada. Yeah. Blame yeah, actually Canada. it is. So Erica should feel right at home and the rest of us just mildly irritated. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just this- kidding, Canada. We love you, America's toque. Keep doing what you're doing. Explains <laughs> whatever that is. So polite. Thank you for pronouncing "tuke" correctly. You are very welcome. Fool of a tuke. <laughs> so, in case some of you might not know how to play the game Balderdash, let me go over the rules quickly. Uh, this is what we're going to do. At each round, I am going to pull a card from this handy dandy box I've got in front of me. It has on it five words with obs- that are obscure words uh, that you may or may not have heard of previously, but they are all real words. Uh, I'm going to select one of these words and read it and spell it for you. Then each of you is going to write down a definition. If you know the actual definition for the word, you're going to write that down. Uh, If you don't know, you're going to write a fake definition that you think might fool the other players. Once I've received all of your definitions, I'll look them over. Anybody who is given a correct definition immediately gets three points and your definition is tossed. Uh, For the rest of you who are left, I will read each of the definitions after scrambling them. And then each of you in turn will have the opportunity to guess which of them you think is the real definition. Uh, once you've all done that, we assign points. You receive one point for each person that you fool with your fake definition. You receive an additional two points if you guess the correct definition. However, if nobody guesses the correct definition, I, your host, will take three points what? of my own. And if I win, the world implodes. Mm. And, <laughs> and then we all say, Balderdash! So just as an example of what the definitions look like, so yours might look closer to the real definition, Um, they're sort of semi-standard dictionary definitions, although they're generally concise. For instance, on this card I just pulled from the front of the box, the word axunge is defined as goose grease used for medicinal purposes, while the word comate is defined as having silky hairs. So if you like to uh, use axunge to keep your hairs from falling out because you are comate and you enjoy the silky feel of your locks. Then that's I am a good so idea. grossed out right now. <laughs> this is all getting cut, right? So that's how the game of Balderdash is played. Everybody understand? Nope. <laughs> I guess we'll figure it out. <laughs> is okay. the box both handy and dandy? No, I lied. It's really just handy. It's purple. Okay. Handy and purple. It's not remotely Steve, dandy. It's- I have a copy of this game too. Can I play along at home? <laughs> Um, what? Or is that cheating? Cheater. <laughs> I thought you were playing, Dan. What's going on? You're not playing along. You... You're literally playing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> whoa, whoa, literally. whoa. 
You're blow- blowing my mind. And that's not your home. <laughs> Maybe when you listen to this podcast later, then you can grab the cards and play along with everybody. That's a good idea. Good thinking. Okay, so since everybody understands completely the rules of Balderdash, mm, yes. oh, one more minor rule that I need to bring up. Uh, if you <laughs> Physical do, challenges. I'm going to kill <laughs> you. <laughs> this is just something that needs to be brought up. If you, for whatever reason, choose to vote for your own fake answer, you do not get a point for that. But there are strategic reasons why you might want to do that. Like convincing the others around the table that this idiotic answer is a really good oh. answer that people should vote for. All right, let us begin. Round one. Oh, that's the card I just pulled, so let me pull another one. Goose Grease. Oh, I know. Oh, I already <laughs> failed. Oh. Oh. <laughs> this is a great podcast. <laughs> oh. Some of these Ooh. are words. Some uh, of them are uh, oh. and some of the future. Mm. Yes. All right. The word is Davy. D-A-V-Y. Davy. As in... Gee, I don't think God would like it, Dave. <laughs> Please, contestants, players, send me your definitions for Davey now. This is the part that uh, Jason will have to edit, edit out. out. I, yeah. Or I could be like Dan, who laughed in many pauses in <laughs> Inconceivable, according to one listener. <laughs> I read about that on the internet. <laughs> oh. Yes, maybe some music here. Yes, a, li- a little jaunty tune. Well, I imagine these will be fairly long gaps, so you'll probably yeah. just want to hack the whole yeah. thing out. Unless we say something brilliantly I, hilarious. I think that's right. Oh, yeah, because that's likely. In between, while we're coming up with the definitions, we should play a second game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why don't you get out your box and you can yeah. host oh, a separate game. Yeah, double, like double, ba- double-barreled Balderdash. Oh my goodness! It's like it's like using a pinochle deck. By the way, on this card also Gallimaufry. Oh yeah, nice. that's a that's a planet that Doctor Who's from. That's, <laughs> that's, that's right. It also, as it turns out, is a tasty hash made of animal organs. I have to come up with a new definition for Davy. Just a second. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I have all of the answers. Here we go. These are. The definitions for the word Davy. Davy. A chemist who was an expert in electrochemistry. On a tree, the point at which a limb separates into branches. A small wooden chest kept in the galley of a ship. A miner's lamp named after Sir Humphrey Davy. A thin metal tool used in bookbinding. Or a small vessel for holding liquid condiments. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to say it's the bookbinding one, bookbinding tool. Okay, Erica. I'm going to say it's the tree one. David, as a vessel currently holding liquid, named Dave, <laughs> I'm going to say that one. <laughs> All right. I love your logic. This is this is delightful. <laughs> you call well that done, logic? David. Well done. <laughs> Well, it's all, something. All I know is I'm drinking beer. So there I, you go. I love your illogic. How's oh, that? I thought you were implying. Wait, are you a vessel? I'm so confused. Uh, I am current. I am currently a vessel containing beer. Okay, He's more of a vessel. Really. I meant like you. Like you're <laughs> like 90 percent water to start with, right? So, is he a like, nuclear vessel? Well, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm also I don't a know where he's kept. If I knew where he was kept, I could tell you. Is it I, Alameda? Also a, Alameda. A vassal. Uh, Dan, what's your guess? Uh, I I like Erica. Am going to go with the tree answer. High five. Tree yeah. Answer. Okay. Monty. Uh, I choose to be fooled by the name Sir Humphrey Davy. I'm going with Miner's Lamp. Well, that makes you a bastard because that is the correct answer. Oh, <laughs> what? That was my Monty. second choice. Oh, man. That's, I, I really assumed somebody made that up. That sounded like a David Lore answer. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it, did. it really did. 
Yes, the correct answer for the correct definition of Davy is a miner's lamp named after Sir Humphrey Davy. We also have uh, Erica and Dan were fooled by Jason with his answer of on a tree, the point at which a limb separates into branch. <laughs> Never believe me. Yeah, hey, Jason, good story for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is Mr. I don't know how to play this game. Hmm. <laughs> Jason, meanwhile, was fooled by Dan with his thin metal tool used in bookbinding. Mm. Right back at you. <laughs> and uh, David was fooled by Erica, who came up with the small vessel for holding liquid condiments. It reminded me of gravy. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that may have been the attempt. Gravy. My sure. logic falls apart because I'm not that small. So <laughs> I've heard that about you. Hey, you know what they say about people with big vessels? <laughs> Only if they're Lots nuclear. <laughs> By the way, I failed to mention that the usual game runs to a total of 18. And we'll be going to 40. <laughs> so after the first round, Jason and Monty are tied with two. Erica and Dan each have one. David is uh, has gone nuclear and has no points. All right. Next word is werbagool. Werbagool. The word is werbagool. W-U-R-B-A-G-O-O-L. Werbagool. Please submit your definitions now. My computer broke. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Ah, hey. <laughs> Somebody Flash got bats. 10 points. <laughs> 10 <laughs> points. <laughs> All right. The word is werbegul. Possible definitions are an elf in the Silmarillion, a hempen sack used for carrying grain, a questionable claim usually of a medical or scientific nature, a humbug, a flying fox, a weave commonly used in curtains, or a prehistoric marsupial. Okay, so first to guess is Erica. Um, I am going to go with the humbug one, possibly just okay. because I like the word humbug. Me too. David. Um, it sounds kind of like an animal to me, and I'm, I'm torn between the marsupial and the fox, but I think I'll go with the fox. Is a hempen sack a animal? I'm not certain. Probably not. <laughs> it could at one point have been, or it could contain an animal. Well, a marsupial has a pouch. A sack is kind of a pouch. Dan Morin, what say you? Um, was So can you clarify, was the, the questionable claim, was that the same as the humbug? Are those both part of the same answer? Or Sorry, yes. That there, I should have mentioned semicolon, a Thank humbug. You. Oh, semi. Whoa. <laughs> I am, I'm even more in with that answer now. Sorry, do you guys want to change your answers? <laughs> I'm in for $10 on the semicolon. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say the fox has a semicolon. Oh, poor fox. I think it yeah. only has one colon, and that's pretty much it. But uh, Let's see, Monty. Uh, I'm going to go with the sack, because I don't believe anyone would have the guts to put the word hempen into a fake, tra- <laughs> into a fake definition. <laughs> That is a sad sack. And Jason. Uh, I am going to go with the weave commonly used in curtains. Oh, I like uh, that one, too. Of course you are. My wife would okay. not, pr- would not allow me to choice, not mention fiber arts. Right. Yeah. So the correct definition of the word werbagool is a flying fox. Two oh, points for David. Oh. Oh. Wow. Uh, Jason got Erica and Dan with his questionable claim of gotcha again. a medical or scientific <laughs> oh, nature. Geez. Funny story, Jason. It was the semicolon. 
<laughs> oh, and would you look at this? Stan Morin once against fooled Jason, <laughs> yeah. the weave commonly used in curtains. <laughs> wow. Very targeted answers. Yeah, we know well, we know who to fool. Yeah. I guess. Meanwhile, Monty was fooled by Erica's hempen sack. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I did indeed. I'm from Madison, Wisconsin. Of course I use the word hempen. <laughs> she knows from hempen. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. In the next round, there's going to be a definition that includes both hempen and a semicolon. What will happen then? <sighs> hempen, oh semicolon, humbug. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so two points for David and Jason. One point each for Erica and Dan, which means that Jason is currently in the lead with four points. Everybody else is bringing up the rather expansive rear with two. (laughs) All right, round three. The word for this round. Sometimes you look at the card and you immediately (laughs) think, I need to do that one. Oh, God. So I'm going for it. The word is Blattner phone. (laughs) (laughs) Not associated with FIFA or FIFA's properties in any way. Blattner phone, B-L-A-T-T-N-E-R-P-H-O-N-E, Blattner phone. Send me your definitions now. Pretty sure that's uh, somewhere in Wayne Manor. It's red. <laughs> this, this is the part where Vanna is showing off the wonderful prizes that you can buy. The bonus rounds. I want that ceramic Dalmatian so bad. Yeah, see, I remember the ceramic Dalmatian, and I'll take the rest on a gift certificate. I want to put it on account, Chuck. <laughs> Anybody who uses the word hempen in this round is immediately banned from the yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll change my answer. Is that even legal in Canada yet? Um, only for medicinal use. Oh, okay. Just like well, California. Sacks. But the but the hedge the headshots here are not at all disguised in any sort of way. There are just like giant pot leaves on everything. All right, we have a full set of stupid definitions. (laughs) One of which is real, but still stupid. Still stupid. Still stupid, absolutely. (laughs) With a name like Blattner phone, it kind of has to be. There's there's a reason these words are obscure. All right, I'm going to... Blattner phone, it's got to be good. Okay, Blattner phone. These are the possible definitions. A nonsense word. (laughs) (laughs) And a lazy definition. That's it. An expert in the care of deciduous trees. Hmm. A small wagon whose wheels make a distinctive grinding sound as it moves. (laughs) (laughs) A tape recorder invented by Mr. Ludwig Blattner. (laughs) That's a freaking lamp all over again. (laughs) But that one was right. A musical instrument that sounds like flatulence. (laughs) The, the trouble with Steve reading the answers is I assume immediately that Steve has written one of the answers. Well, that's <laughs> that why it's not fun, possible. isn't it? And lastly, a recording or amplification device, possibly for blats. <laughs> <laughs> Spelled B-L-A-T-T-S, not B-L-A-T-Z. Like okay, I was like, wow. Game Master, I would like a new set of answers. And I second that emotion. All right, our first selector is David. David, which of those is the real definition? When in doubt, go with, with a guy named Ludwig. Guy named Ludwig. Okay. Dan. <sighs> Man, I really like that one as well. Um, but I think I'm I'm going to go with the musical instrument <laughs> against all of my better judgment. <laughs> all right. Dan oh, is no. going with flatulence. Good job. <laughs> Monty. I think it is a nonsense word. <laughs> Okay, Monty. Jason? I'm all in on flatulence. <laughs> you would be. 
Well, <laughs> but what's your answer? Down. We can shut down our search for the title for this episode, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, Erica. Uh, I think this is where Dan and I part ways. Um, oh, it's been real. Just no to spread things out, I'm, g- I'm going to go with the tree one. All righty then. Okay, the correct definition for the word blatnerphone is a tape recorder invented oh, by Mr. Ludwig oh, Blatner. Ludwig, God. how could you? Correctly was... chosen by Mr. David J. Lewis. It had phone in the name. Yeah, oh, it just seems so obvious. Like, a, like, well, like a sousaphone. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was a risk picking the one that was another named person, but I had to. Come on, it's Blattner phone, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Dan fooled Monty with his nonsense word. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I kept meaning to add more to that definition. I'm like, nope, it's, <laughs> no, it's pretty good as it it's is. It's good. You got there. Jason fooled Erica with Again. his expert in the care good of deciduous grief. trees. <laughs> I'm a sucker for trees. And Monty scores two by fooling both Dan and Jason with his flatulent musical oh, instrument. Oh, Monty. <laughs> Not the first time. Nope. Again, targeted answers. Yep. So the musical trees anyway. Okay, so tallying up the scores. Doop, 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 doop. Your humble host still has zero points. Oh. Yes! <laughs> After that round, Jason is in the lead all by himself, way out front with five points. Woo-hoo! David and Monty are tied for second with four. Dan is close behind with three points. Erica has two. And taking up the rear is me with zero points. This makes me sad. Let's do better next time for your host, please. <laughs> I, I thought you'd enjoy taking up the rear. The next word. <laughs> <laughs> Recording. <laughs> for round four. Flattener. The word is at patruus. At patruus. A T P A T R U U S. At patruus. Please send me your definitions whilst I sit and drink. Lots of semicolons turning up in this round. Prepare yourselves. A tape recorder invented by Mr. Ludwig at patruus. <laughs> <laughs> A spell in Harry Potter, I think. <laughs> I'm sorry, David. Even in I Am, Hempen is no longer allowed. You are out Damn it! <laughs> All right, the last definition is in. These are the definition. Potentially. <laughs> what? <laughs> These are your 2015 definitions of Ethpatrice! <laughs> <laughs> One of these is correct, the others are even dumber. <laughs> which is which? At Petrus, fatherless, usually referring to a child. <laughs> that was a comma, not a semicolon, by the way. That was not two separate definitions. <laughs> usually. As, as you know, fatherless, of, not of, applying to a child? Of all the ah. times that we use at Petrus, it usually, you know, <laughs> of the millions of times child. it's used every day. <laughs> Except for that one time it referred to that old man. <laughs> Who is still a child of someone, presumably. <laughs> Childlike. At Petrus, known for telling the truth, semicolon, trustworthy. Ooh, I like this one. I like the semicolon. <laughs> Clearly yours. At Petrus. <laughs> yes. Describing totally. an illuminated manuscript whose colors have faded. At Petrus, an item with a lustrous sheen 
Oh, no semicolon. Sorry, that's just a comma. Let me start over. (laughs) An item with a lustrous sheen as of a precious stone. I was excited for a second, but nope. I'm scratching that one off. Tending toward obesity, semicolon, chubby. And a great-grandfather's grandfather's brother. One of those is correct. Hard Which to believe. Is it? Dan Morin. I think there was a third. What was the third, second, or third one in there? I missed one. Uh, describing an illuminated manuscript whose no, colors have that. faded. There was something. The ones around that are known for telling the truth, trustworthy. Known for telling the truth. Okay. I missed okay. that one. Um, hmm. These are. This is. I would like to commend you all on a fine set of definitions. <laughs> but it seems clear to me that there is only one choice. And there that can be is, only one. There can be only one. Um, and that is, uh, I'm going with the great-grandfather's brother. And Morin goes with his great-grandfather's grandfather's brother. Time would prevent that, but apparently not. <laughs> Monty. I agree. Great-grandfather's brother for me, please. All righty then. Would you like fries with that? Mm, Jason. Thank you. I'm going to go with an illuminated manuscript. Very good. Erica? Oh, man. I was waffling between two, and then I thought, yeah, maybe I should go with this one because, you know. And then I was like, nope, it would just be Jason's. But then Jason just picked it, so I'm going to go with it. <laughs> so I'm going to say <laughs> the illuminated manuscript. Very well. Interesting thought process there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, you've given everything away. You will both be disappointed or otherwise. Who can say? All right, and David. I will go with Martin's lesser-known but well-behaved son, Lustrous Sheen. <laughs> well, that's bad, because I figured, I figured that was totally the one that David wrote. This <laughs> 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 also known as the Sober Sheen. There is yes. one. All righty, then. He's actually a monk. Let's go the opposite direction this time and do the fake ones first. So... Dan has fooled David with his item with a lustrous sheen Uh and a precious stone. (laughs) Shiny things confuse David. (laughs) This is true. Meanwhile, David has turned around and fooled both Jason and Erica with his illuminated manuscript. My logic didn't work. No. (laughs) Logic. Dan Morin and Monty Ashley both picked a great-grandfather's grandfather's brother. Disappointing me once again, because that is the correct answer. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, man, I pulled that one out of my my at Pasuas. (laughs) (laughs) You you pulled it out of your Blattner. (laughs) Your Blattner phone. All righty, so tallying up the scores. All right, there's been a change in the leaderboard. We now have a three-way tie for first that no longer includes Jason Snell. (gasps) With six points each, David, Dan, and Monty are in the lead, followed closely by Jason with five, Erica holding steady with two, (laughs) but still beating your humble host, dead last. When do we get to defend the indefensible? Uh, After this, you can talk about the episode, and that will be... (laughs) Okay. <laughs> when we're telling people on Twitter to listen to it. Yep. <laughs> okay, next word. This is round five. And so the game ends in a three-way tie. Oh, what? <laughs> As it turns out, one of these words has the definition, a grandfather's grandfather. I think I'll be skipping that one. <laughs> oh, wow. Really Dad scraping the bottom of the barrel here. They're really into the old grandfathers in this one. All right, the word for this round is... 
Sprague. S-P-R-A-G. Sprague. You can add that little uh at the end or not. It's optional. Please. Players. Definitions. ASAP. Hey, Steve, were all the definitions in? No, Jason, they aren't. Wait, wait. I was incorrect. All of the definitions are in for the word sprag. And we have our first three-point winner for somebody who actually knew the definition of the word, and that is David J. Lohr, who Uh, immediately gets three points. Well done, David. Did you know that you knew the definition? That's my question. I did know that I knew the definition. It was pretty clear he knew the exact definition of the word. (laughs) So the remaining definitions are an impassable bog, a block of wood used to stop a vehicle from going downhill. A sharp, jagged piece of wood. Probably not terribly effective at stopping a vehicle from going downhill. <laughs> a carbonated beverage made from roots, similar to root beer. In case you are unaware of the only carbonated beverage made from roots. <laughs> Listen, my potato beer thing is going to get off the ground one of these days. <laughs> Lastly, a rowdy child. Shut up, you sprag! <laughs> All right, so those are the definitions for Sprague. First choice this time goes to Monty Ashley. Uh, I'm going to go with that uh, pointy one. Pointy one. <laughs> All right, then. The when sharp... do we get to pointy sticks? <laughs> <laughs> the sharp, jagged piece of wood. That's the one. Very good. Next up is Jason. Uh, I'm with Monty. Sharp, jagged piece of wood. Jagged. <laughs> That's what it says on my uh, business cards. Monty, sharp, jagged piece <laughs> sharp of wood. Piece of wood. <laughs> Don't, do not use to stop a Comma, moving vehicle. Rack on tour. <laughs> Erica. I'm going to go with the child one. Rowdy child for Erica. Rowdy child, yes. Uh, and Dan, what is your choice? Uh, so just Amongst to refresh myself, we had answers. the sharp, jagged piece of wood. We had the wood used to prop up a car. We had a bog, an unruly child. Am I missing one? And a carbonated beer. beverage made from roots. Oh, oh right, root beer. Root beer. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's um, like sprag. carrot beer. I like, carrot I like beer. my sprag with a nice head on it. It's, it's really good. <laughs> well, that could be I'm the gonna drink go of the child. I hope you're not talking about the rowdy child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the impassable bog. This is my favorite Marvel superhero. <laughs> <laughs> it is I, the impassable bog. All right, you go right Asterisk, ahead. Asterisk, not a swamp thing knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> Alas, none of you guessed the correct answer except for David, which was a block of wood used oh to stop a vehicle from going yeah, downhill. That's a shock. Everyone wow. knows that. It's also a sprag. Oh, Remember, yeah. this is Canada. Oh. Perhaps they have different <laughs> kinds of chalks up there. This is Canada! <laughs> However, uh, hey. Erica did guess that a sprag meant a rowdy child, which gives Monty a point. Yay. Good job, Monty. Dan Morin guessed that an impassable bog was the correct answer. It was fished not. In, it was Jason's answer. Hey, wow. Funny story, Jason. As it turns out... <laughs> Dan's answer of a sharp, jagged piece of wood fooled both Monty and Jason. So two points to Dan. Dan, we've been hanging out too much. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) And for the record, sarsaparilla, also a root uh, beverage. Thank you. And birch beer. And birch beer. Sprag (laughs) sparilla. 
Mm. All right. So three points for David for guessing the right answer. Two points for Dan. Fooling two. One for Monty. And one for Jason. Yay. So the revised score totals. David is now in the lead all by himself with nine points. Dan right behind him with eight. Monty's on both of their heels with seven points. Jason is directly behind. This is almost like a conga line with six (laughs) points. And not wanting to take part in the conga line because conga lines are stupid is Erica (laughs) Ensign. Yeah. You're here. And I'm just not even, I might as well not even be playing. Steve also. You're the DJ, man. No points for the DJ. Does that make you the rapper? Uh, only if we're all very unlucky. All righty then. Let's move on to round six. Round six, where anything can happen. This is the crazy round. Everyone knows round six is the craziest round of all. <laughs> the points are doubled and then halved. Because <laughs> upside down, it's round nine. Woo! Anything can happen as long as anything is. Steve reads a word. We come up with definitions. <laughs> In this round, everyone loses a tenth of their score, and all those slivers go to Steve, like in Superman 3 or Office Space. (laughs) Rounding errors. The word for round six is... Sabberation. Sabberation. Somebody who, against all expectations, does not like Black Sabbath. Oh, I wasn't supposed (laughs) to read the definition. Sabberation (laughs) is the word. S-A-B-U-R-R-A-T... I-O-N. Sabberation. Definitions, please. It's a sabberation. Sabberation. Come on. That's disturbing. Yahoo! Not at all surprising, but disturbing. All right. Thankfully, no one has gotten the correct definition this time. That was awful. I did not enjoy that. (laughs) No. So, these are the definitions that inexplicably you all wrote when I asked you to. I'm not sure why. <laughs> you promised points. The word is sabberation. First definition is the serration on the edge of a saber or the act of forging said serration. Said serration, I like that. Sabberation, the sound of styrofoam being rubbed. Sabberation. <laughs> Inability to correctly pronounce the letter R. Semicolon, a speech impediment. You didn't know that was a speech impediment. (laughs) You got a little judgy there at the end. (laughs) Sabberation. Sandbathing as a medical treatment. Sabberation. A process applied to coffee beans before roasting. And sabberation. An annoyingly loud noise. Like this! (laughs) All right. First up this round is Jason Snell. I am. This is a good one. Um, I'm going to go with sandbathing as a medical treatment. Okay. Erica? I am also going with sandbathing as a medical treatment. Very good. Is it? Is it very good? We'll find out, won't we? (laughs) David Lohr. I think I, too. We'll go with uh, sandbathing as a medical treatment. Well, you three will. All righty. Monty Ashley. Monty. I'm thinking. Oh, you're thinking. Sorry. <laughs> That's what it sounds like heard, when I think. Do, do, I thought I heard wheels grinding together, do, as if on a kind of cart in which the wheels make a grinding noise. <laughs> I'm in on sandbathing as well. All righty then. 
And is that everybody? Did I skip somebody? I did skip somebody. Dan Morin. How did I'm I skip you? Really glad that I wrote that definition about sandbathing. No. No. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick Steve. My my choice is an annoyingly loud noise. All right. Well, Dan Morin, I'm afraid you're the only one who did not guess the correct answer, <laughs> which is sandbathing as a medical treatment. Guess I should have done the math on that one. Dan, if you didn't oh. write sandbathing, it had to be right. I, I hate sand. I thought I about that about that. two seconds after I gave that answer. <laughs> Uh, but you were, however. I'm just bummed I finally got the right answer, and so did almost everybody else. I didn't want it to be right. <laughs> this finally gave Jason the opportunity to fool you, Dan Morin, without himself also being fooled. <laughs> oh, no. And this time, I didn't fall for it, too. Woo. Okay, that's my victory here, you guys. I'm taking that. So that's pretty great. Hey, and you got there some you points, go. Erica. Well done. Nicely yeah, but so done. did everybody else. Well, Except, except for me. Dan. <laughs> that's how it works sometimes. Ooh, but I got an extra point. All righty, so... Two I'm, points I'm nothing each if not for giving. David, Monty. Turns out I like words better than logic games. Erica <laughs> and Jason. And one more point for Jason. Yeah. He gets three that round. Wow. Wow, Jason. Yeah, wow. I'm a powerhouse. I'm, I'm, I'm moving amazing. up in the conga line. Amazing. But David still has the lead with 11 points. Not quite as amazing as him. Uh Tied for second with nine points, Jason and Monty. In third place, Dan Morin with eight. And Erica is making a move. She now has four <laughs> points. Yeah, I've just doubled my score. I'm thrilled. <laughs> no movement whatsoever from your host. Our host just may be none dead. None that you can be aware of <laughs> over the internet. Just get, All right, get, let's uh, move on around. Get an Apple seven. Watch, Steve. It'll tell you to stand up every hour. Then you'll get some movement. Moving on to round seven. <laughs> I heard the drinking there. Yes. Good. Make sure that stays in. Okay, you got it. You've, you've, you've all driven me to drink. Yep. A normally extremely <laughs> sober person. Short, short trip, Steve. All right. The word for round seven is pooks. That's right. It's pooks. P-O-O-K-S. Pooks. A pooks on both your houses. Oh, God. I'm changing the word. <laughs> no, no, we'll we'll stick with pooks. Although it has been sullied by Dan's horrible, horrible pun. <laughs> so many things in life have been sullied. <laughs> I can't think of a legitimate answer. It's all I can think of is things making fun. Is someone mispronouncing pokes? I don't know. <laughs> oh, you took a pooks at me. I'm thinking of Winnie the Pook. Tuckby little cuckby all stuck with fluckies? All right, the answers are just pouring in, pouring in, not just pour. Take your pooks. All right, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Host your own damn game. He's taking his balderdash and going home. That's right. (laughs) Scoop backwards. Does that help at all? Balder your own dash, damn it. (laughs) I'll be tarnation. Dan, I'm still waiting on an answer from you, unless (laughs) you're really going to pass. I'm really thinking really hard here. It's going to be good. It's going to be so good. (laughs) A a series of tape recorders invented by Mr. Lutefunks. Lutefunks. Don't be ridiculous. I'm going to come up with Lutefone at some point. It's going to actually be not by somebody named Ludwig, but somebody named Frank. It's really going to throw you. That was the Francophone. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
All righty, then. All the definitions are in for round seven, in which the word is pooks. First definition is the pattern of corkboard. Small piles of hay. Small African waterfowl with pointed bills. To pull or pluck at something. Fairies, such as Harvey the Invisible Rabbit. A mythical creature known for mischief is the final definition. A lot of similarities here. Yeah. <laughs> Erica Ensign, which of those is the correct definition for pooks? I'm going to say to pull or pluck something. All righty then. How about you, David Lohr? I'm going to go with Harvey. I'm going to go with Harvey. All right, Dan Morin. I go with uh, I go with my gut on this one and say African waterfowl. African waterfowl, it is Monty. Uh, I'm going to say small piles of hay, Steve. Okay then, Monty. Small piles of hay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank I you very you. much. <laughs> awful. You're an awful man, and I don't like you. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Jason Snell. I um, I'm with Monty. Small piles of hay. You're with Monty Small Piles of Hay. Okay. Oh, good old Monty Small Piles of Hay. That's that's his Cherokee name. Monty Small Piles. I think I roomed with him in college. Okay. (laughs) All righty then. Well, once again, you have a sad host because the correct answer was Small Piles of Hay. Excellent. As selected by both Monty and Jason. I should have second-guessed myself. (laughs) Always second-guess yourself. Never go with the gut. (laughs) Hey, guess what, Dan? What? Guess who fooled you again? Son of a... <laughs> you seem to be on a one-way wavelength of some kind. Also, Dan, you owe me money. Write me a check for $1,000 right now. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, David fooled Erica with to pull or pluck at something. And Monty gets an extra point on top of his existing two for fooling David Lore with fairies, such as Harvey the Invisible Rabbit. He's a puka. Oh, he's a puka. Yes. Mm-hmm. David, you are a sucker for references to old movies. <laughs> yes, he is. And plays. It's a play, damn it. I assumed that was David's answer, and when David guessed it, I assumed it was Monty's. So. <laughs> <laughs> that worked pretty well. That is one of the few reasons why we love him. Okay. Who said the uh, mischief-making one? The mythical creature known for mischief was Eric. Okay. Yeah, I was I was going for the Harvey angle without being quite so blatant about it, but sure. somebody else <laughs> you went blatant and it worked for you, so hats off. I just wanted to say Harvey. For, okay, so in that round, three points to Jason, three points to Monty, one point to David. All righty, and we're back with a three-way tie for first. Bo- uh, both. Uh, Jason, David, and Monty all have 12 points each. In second place is Dan with eight. In third place is Erica with four. And in fourth place, that's right, it's me. I mean, technically we Aww. do the whole, you know, first much sixth place being... thing, but I can, I can barely handle what's going on right yeah, now. I feel much better about being second place if there weren't three people ahead of me. <laughs> All righty then, round eight. This is the one, guys. This is the one where nobody guesses the right answer. I can taste it. <laughs> I can literally taste it. That, the beer. Oh my God, it tastes wonderful. That is the beer. (laughs) Okay. The word is... Furly. (laughs) That's right. It's furly. Not roper, but furly. F-E-R-L-Y. Furly. 
Players, definitions, please. Autocorrect is screwing with my definition. <laughs> which is really bad. So that was F-E-R-L-Y? That's correct. Mm. I see. Happy now? No. Thank you for asking. Okay. I don't care. I just wonder. <laughs> Furly is the word. Lest anyone have forgotten. Please use it in a sentence, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. Are you going to just come with furly is the word that you're defining? This <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is that? Is it a furly? <laughs> <laughs> Why, look at that big hairy furly. I was actually going to do a thing about something that supplants a roper, but then you said roper. Yeah. Well, yeah, come on. An annoying upstairs neighbor. Downstairs. 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 That would have been great, though, David. Really great. <laughs> no. It's not considered a good answer if you're just trying to fool yourself. One who interrupts a tripper. I'm <laughs> ah. starting to read, like, crossword clues over here. Just making sure I've got everybody associated with the correct answer, and it appears that I do. Okay, the definitions are in for Furly. These are they. Furly. A shapeless felt hat, a magnetized rock, semicolon, a lodestone, leafy or having lush foliage, the smallest size of gear in a pocket watch, a surprising sight, archaic term for something causing fear or terror. There you go. That's what you get. Have fun with that. If the archaic term one is wrong or right. I'm just going to start using archaic term in front of all my answers. <laughs> <laughs> it's an archaic term for a tape recorder developed by Lucy Flander. <laughs> if it's wrong or right. Or right. Oh, yeah. I, I, I like it that much. <laughs> Back anyway. in the day, people used to be terrified of Don Knotts, but now that he's dead, they're not worried about it. So it's become archaic. Really? He's much scarier yeah, now. I guess that's true. Don Knotts is a little, uh, yeah. He's less frequently seen, though, as far as I can tell. <laughs> all right. First up to choose amongst those wonderful definitions is David Lore. What do you think, I... David? I've already forgotten all of them. You want me to read them Wait, again? There was, uh, well, there was a hat. Shapeless felt hat, a magnetized rock, a lodestone, leafy or having lush foliage, the smallest size of gear in a pocket watch, a surprising sight, archaic term for something causing fear or terror. I'm going to go with leafy and full foliage. All righty then. Dan. Um, I'm going to go with a lodestone. A magnetized rock semicolon, a lodestone. Loves that semicolon, does Dan? <laughs> Monty. How I want to change it. <laughs> I will go with the archaic term, please. Archaic term for Monty. Jason. I'm going to go with the leafy, lush foliage. The lush foliage for Jason. And last but not least, Erica Ensign. Well, I hope it's not least. I'm I'm going to go fashionable. I'd like the shapeless felt hat, please. The shapeless. What could felt be more hat. fashionable than the shapeless felt hat? <laughs> it was the style at the time. Yep. <laughs> it is Canada. <laughs> it's basically a toque. All righty. So first off, Steve, did you shapeless... win? Did you win? Did you win, Steve? Did you win? Did I win? You mean was that taste? Was that taste accurate? Yes, Jason Snell, I won. Oh. Three points for me, because nobody guessed that a furly is, in fact, a surprising sight. Uh, and if you've seen Mr. Furley, you know that that is, in fact, <laughs> correct. It's those eyes. Furly, furly, furly. All right. 
Your host is on the board. Beware. This comeback trail starts now. And ends now. Well, you've almost caught up to me already. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Dan is is uh, confusing Erica with his shapeless felt hat. <laughs> I mean, I didn't confuse her with a shapeless felt hat. I knew which one was Erica and which one was the hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so no Oliver Sacks okay. book about you then. <laughs> <laughs> nope. You also probably knew that the magnetized rock was written by Jason Snell. <laughs> I'm in your head now, Dan. I'm in your head. He's in your head, man. He's the Kung Fu man from Alcatraz. Freaking out. Erica, meanwhile, fooled not one, but two, count them, two people with her leafy or having lush foliage answer. Woo. That would be both David action. and Jason. I'm always distracted David, by lush meanwhile, foliage. <laughs> waving around his term, archaic term. He got Monty Ash. <laughs> and could have gotten Dan if he had been... But it'll be Dan for all the successful questions. Yep. That is Archaic term, semicolon. One point for Hemp. Dan. One point for Jason. Two points for Erica. Go, Erica. Yay. One I'm point for back. Monty. And three Where points. I get a point? What did I get a point for? Truly. I'm sorry you didn't get a point. No, I got I a point. Not. David got a point. For his archaic yeah. term? No one was fool enough to think that, that is my gear and pocket watch thing made any sense. Oh, that was pretty good. All righty then. That was good. So, the score now is tied for first with 13 points, Jason and David. Second place with 12 is Monty. Third place with 9 is Dan. Fourth place with 6 is Erica. And finally on the board, Mr. Steve Lutz. All righty then. I can now refer to myself in the third person now that I am on the scoreboard. <laughs> Is that how it works? That's how it works. You've earned it. He's like Mr. Mixius Pitlick. He lives by a very strange set of rules. <laughs> <laughs> Recall that in order to win this game, you require 18 points. So Jason and David are both within striking distance, as is Monty. So, gird yourselves. That's all I'm saying. Striking distance. The best Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. <laughs> Gird yourselves. The worst Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. <laughs> I was going to follow up, but you beat me to it. <laughs> well played. All righty. The word for round nine is Doc. D-A-W-K. What people from Boston call people like us. <laughs> Doc. D-A-W-K. I'm sad we had to move on from Furley. Maybe we could just do Furley again. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it, too. Yeah, let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> let's do the Furley again. <laughs> I'm going to guess hat this time. <laughs> Pretty sure you won't get them again, but no, you might. Hey. You never can tell with these guys. An, arch an archaic term for a hat. My mom actually just learned how to uh, to felt hats. Mm. So oh, it was on yes. mind. Feel, Have you ever felt hats. a furley? <laughs> Ew. That was my rejected Three's Company spec script. <laughs> Can't imagine why that was rejected. Yeah. No. Well, it was during the Roper era, so it didn't make any sense. <laughs> it was totally confusing. They stole the name. and It was his know. origin story. Yeah. Everybody loves an origin story. A furley is a pet name for a furlough. I mean, it was it was a ripoff of How Aww. to Stuff a Wild Bikini, so... Okay. A wild zucchini? A wild zucchini. Ooh. You stuff a zucchini in the Yum. bikini. There are only 12 basic plots in the world. There's How to Stuff a Wild Bikini, My Favorite Blonde. <laughs> the Thin Man. 
<laughs> the Thin Man goes home. The Thin Man has zucchini. The pilot episode of Galactica 1980. <laughs> <laughs> this, this sounds like it would make actually a pretty good McSweeney article. The return of Starbuck. <laughs> That's the last episode. Everyone has submitted a definition at this point. How many of them are good? <laughs> they are all Zero. wonderful. They're wonderful. All righty. The word is... What's the word? Doc. 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 The word is Doc. Doc. Yeah, as in the guy from uh, Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future. It's a wicked Doc. As in sitting (laughs) on the Doc of the Bay. All righty then. The definitions for Doc are as follows. A bird that derives from a dove and a hawk. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Oh, God. To stub your toe in the dark. A printer's mark in the shape of a dagger. Lurid, unimaginative prose. A small, pungent, edible bulb related to the onion. An extinct, flightless bird native to South America. One of those, believe it or not, is a dock. I'll believe it. Sure, why not? Okay. So, Dan, you're first up to decide amongst these magnificent choices. Pick which one is mine, Dan! (laughs) (laughs) You're evil, Jason. I'm really regretting not keeping track of who voted for who in every round now. Stupid spreadsheet! (laughs) It's okay, Jason. Too bad we're not recording it. Uh, What was the the first? The one about Doc? Which one was that? (laughs) The first one or the second one? Uh, The first one was a bird that derives from a dove and a hawk. Second that's one. either that's one of my best work. Yeah, that one's either terrible or true. <laughs> Dan, have you considered just rolling a die to pick randomly? And the second was to stub your toe in the dark. Okay, definitely not that one. Uh, I'm gonna go with um, the onion. <laughs> Many layers to Dan Morin. Uh, it's Many Madison, Wisconsin. Layers. It's right up Erica's alley. <laughs> All right, next up is Monty. I will also go with the onion, but why? <laughs> I don't know. Jason wrote it. I have no blooming idea. <laughs> oh, Jason. Ouch. I'm going to go with the printer's mark in the shape of a dagger. Because I right, love movable type. Woo! Yeah, everybody does. <laughs> it's like the best thing. Erica. I want to go with the onion, but Dan picked it, which makes me think it's probably Jason's. And Jason <laughs> didn't pick it. So... So, uh, screw it. I'm going with the onion anyway. I like it. Go with the onion. Go with your gut. And it tells you onion. <laughs> your, gut, your gut contains an onion. <laughs> Probably. Go with that one. And David J. Lohr, what do you think? Well, Erica stole my logic for not picking onions, so um, I'm going to go with the extinct bird. The extinct flightless bird native to South America. I'm sure Erica's happy with that, because that is, in fact, her answer. One point yes. for Erica for that. Not like an auk, which is also an extinct <laughs> Yeah, but that's yeah. not at all like that. Nope. Uh, I am sad to say that Jason picked the correct answer this time. <laughs> I was so close to picking so it. I should have stuck with Steve. my logic. Oh, Steve. That was my second I think, choice. I think I may have won this game. Just, just so you know, Dan Morin... And Monty Ashley and Erica Ensign picked Jason's small, <laughs> pungent, edible bowl related to the onion, giving Jason five points for a total of oh my God. 18 points. Jason Snell is the winner of the first 
semi-colon <laughs> annual Balderdash game on the Incomparable Podcast. Congratulations, Jason. Well, you win God, nothing. I'd like geez. to thank Dan for giving me lots of points. <laughs> that was all Dan. I'd like to thank Jason for the $20 he slipped me before he skipped to take his hands. <laughs> I really thought if it was the printer's mark, somebody would have known that. Mm-hmm. It's called a dagger. <laughs> it doesn't have another name. <laughs> Erica also got a point in that round, so... Uh, here are the final standings. Wow. Oh, no. I don't even want to know. Jason wins with 18 points. Second place is David Lohr with 13. Third place, Monty Ashley with 12. Fourth place, Dan Morin with nine points, some of which came from Jason Snell. Mm-hmm. And with seven points, Erica Ensign. Last, and pretty much least, three <laughs> points for me. I want to point out that Wiktionary has several other definitions of dog. <laughs> Next game is going to be the same thing, except we're going to use Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> I love this idea. Balder against humanity is the next game. <laughs> I, I just want to say it was an honor to be nominated. You weren't nominated for anything. <laughs> <laughs> I suck at this game because all of my answers are about food. All right, so this didn't turn out to be as long and painful as I thought. Yeah, yeah. I would. Um, I would like to roll again. Yeah. Of course, most games aren't ended that quickly by certain people who can't not vote for the same guy over and over again. I don't know what the hell happened there. I was surprised again. I was just surprised that more people, other than Dan, were on the on the Onion. Um, that was the shocker. It sounded vaguely familiar. I've hmm? heard that Dan's on the Onion. We need an intervention. For that. <laughs> Get off Maybe the Onion, it was Dan. The Madison connection. Maybe so. Well, like I said, Erica, Erica took my logic for that. It was like, Dan picked it, so it's not right. And Monty, um, I didn't think of it, but when I heard that definition for Doc, I thought, you know, I think maybe that is... I, it, like, struck something. That's the mm-hmm. only one in the whole game that I thought, oh, that might actually be the answer. Okay. <laughs> so, but yeah. <laughs> well, fine work for the guy who didn't understand the rules at the beginning yeah. of the game. Uh, <laughs> it's beginner's luck, I think we'll say, and not yes. that I'm a... I'm a, I'm a I don't know what what, what do they call you're, him? You're a hustler. You're a worse yeah. savant. I'm a, I'm a I'm a balderdash hustler. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> <laughs> There's the title of the uh, episode: balderdash hustler. Well, I'm gonna just uh, get my furly here and <laughs> hop on the Blattner phone. Go buy yourself a copy of Balderdash Hustler. You'll be in your bunk. <laughs> that would also be a pretty good comic book character. It, it'll be a hemp and humbug. That's what I'll say. Hemp and that'll be that'll be quite a furly if somebody walks in on that. Dear dear Balderdash Hustler, I never, never thought it would happen to me. You're mixing your magazines, David. All right, so this was fun. That w- it was a lot of fun. Uh, that wraps up this edition of uh, the Incomparable Game Show's Game Night. Uh, Steve, thanks for running Baltadash for us. That was great. You're super welcome, dude. Next yeah. time I'm going to win. Okay, so you know. All right, so make them you know, prepare. Make them harder to guess. And uh, thanks to our uh, participants, uh, Erica, David, Dan, and Monty, and I'm Jason, and we're done. And I won. Yay! Uh, everybody else, boo <laughs> now. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> we'll see you next time when Monty will probably win again. Yeah. I'm going to take a separation, um, but I'm going to leave my sprag here for your for your Warbagool. Uh, please pick up your sprag. At least get a plastic bag nope. or something. Nope. I'm going to leave it right here. Ta- tell your uh, uh, Patris about it.
How about that? <laughs> so rude. You I'm, know what? I'm going to go have you. a dock. Dock you. Go have a dock. I'm going to go have a dock. I'm going to go have a dock. I'm going to go go have a Oh. <laughs>